Welcome back, boys and girls. Week 10 of the College Football Pick Your Poison podcast. We are back. This is Rivalry Week. Rivalry Week, boys and girls. Usually the last week of the year, but they brought it forward this year. Rivalry Week. Rivalry Week. You oh. got to enunciate on the podcast. Yes, Rivalry Week. We are here. Got the Iron Bowl. We got the Egg Bowl. We got A&M, LSU. Not really a rivalry, but you know, all the good ones are here. Georgia, South Carolina, also not really a rivalry. I wish my favorite rivalry was being played this week, which is uh, South Carolina versus Columbia. Missouri, but unfortunately we can't have that one. We the had it last Co- week. Yes, the Columbia. The old yes. Columbia Bowl. Um, Apple Cup, we're sad to see you not played Friday night. RIP. You are a staple to the Friday night after Thanksgiving, staying up and watching a game till midnight. Fortunately, we won't have that this year. Yeah, that's a tough one. But we are back after a rough, rough week for yours truly, Rebs Bagman. Four and ten, minus 11 units. Every double unit play or triple unit play that I had lost – I'm not going to make excuses, but I will say, I think the day went south. It all turned on me on one game, on one play. This is the Rico Bosco coin toss. When the coin toss went wrong, that's when he lost. My whole day went wrong when the Arkansas kicker missed the field goal to send it to overtime, which would have hit my over, my two-unit over for LSU-Arkansas. That would have spun the day backwards. That was at the 11 o'clock slate. That's where it all went sideways. I went 0-5 in the night games. I was at a wedding just melting down, watching all my bets lose, watching Georgia just middle around, keeping Mississippi State in the game, letting them throw for 350 yards. I don't know. It was a devastating week. Couldn't play that song that we led into the podcast with last week, so I'm bringing in some Miley and Dua Lipa for the people. Pullman, you were hot. You're apparently the only one that can just plow through the college football season without any lost units. Yeah, apparently I'm the only person who can live through a global pandemic and it benefit them, but uh, here we are. Pullman and his disciples are red hot. We're up like 37 units on the season. We were up 8.4 units last week, 7-2-1. and one. We raked it in every game was going our way the only thing we couldn't sniff correctly was uk bama game but honestly i don't care if you tell me either nine bets hit with one being a plus 500 i'll take that every week shout out to the boys really though i feel like they really encouraged me through that hard week of last week of being down five units i mean we're here for a reason it's because we're taking my picks we're making money hopefully you can start doing it too though yeah i I might just you know i gotta rein it in i went into quarantine not because of COVID, just to try to get rid of the illness of my terrible picks. I went, I, I honored our bet, the Liberty NC State bet. I was Pullman's caddy yesterday. Still shot a 77. Let that be known to any of the doubters out there. You can submit your resume to be in the second annual Pick Your Poison Open next year. That's neither here nor there. If you have any complaints, so text 901. 901- Four eight one nine 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 four for any complaints about uh, Bagman's golf game. Yes, so that that's I think I have done my duty as as I think I've washed away my sins. I've cleansed myself. I've given thanks, and I'm here. You, you've bathed yourselves in the waters of yes. Lake Minnetonka. Yes, I washed myself in the water. I'm back. I'm cleansed, and I'm here to give you winners and maybe tail Pullman's plus five hundred money line dog that I haven't heard yet. So we will get right into it, boys and girls. That's the recap of last week. Let's get into a little bit of sorry, not sorry, Pullman. You got a sorry, not sorry for us? Yeah, uh, my sorry, not sorry is kind of a dual sorry, not sorry. First part, sorry, not sorry, UT fans. I'm sorry you can't get the get right game with Vanderbilt this week to get your win. You know, maybe 
sparked that season similar to last year where you guys just beat a bunch of sister schools of the blind. Get, get, get the balls are back. But Talk. also, sorry not sorry to myself because I was going to Moneyline Vandy this week against you guys and make a lot of money. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry for you and ICTO facto, sorry for myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm more sorry for you than I am for the Tennessee fans because that was a juicy money line right there. My sorry not sorry, Rich Rodriguez. Matt Corral came out this week and just dragged you across the floor in his Monday press conference, basically recapping the last drive against Mississippi State last year when he let him down the field for the last second touchdown before Elijah Moore did the piss dog and backed him up before they missed that extra point. But he basically said that he didn't listen to a single play that the coaches called in and he just kind of backyard drew up his own plays and threw it all over the field and he just ignored what the coaches said still ended up going down and scoring a touchdown so basically indicted the whole Ole Miss coaching staff especially Rich Rodriguez so Rich Rod good luck getting another coaching job I doubt it sorry not sorry you want to go to a little uh topical poison yeah sure let's get into a topical poison so I don't I'm sure everyone saw this came out yesterday the aliens dropped some weird I don't know, 3D structure in the in the desert in Utah. And what this really means is the aliens are back for Thanksgiving. We have a quick history lesson for everyone. The first Thanksgiving was in the fall of 1621, but new evidence suggests that the first exchanging of food between the pilgrims and Native Americans may have been visited by aliens. In every journal entry we research from those early pilgrims, not one entry mentions anything about aliens not being there. Wow, that's some real riveting stuff right there. Directly from the History Channel there, folks. So that is a direct cut. So aliens were actually the first ones, not the pilgrims and, and American Indians. The aliens also visited, so they are now rejoining the Thanksgiving feast and giving us a gift. Yeah, um, I know you grew up in the Deep South. I'm glad you didn't say anything offensive there for the word Native Americans. I'm pretty excited for you on that one. Thank you, sir. But uh, yeah, it really makes you think. What else did the aliens do? Stonehenge? Ooh. Oh, well, that's a fact. The guided uh, little pillars in Georgia. The Colosseum in Athens. With the Easter Isles, you know, those little things poking up? Yeah, I think it's have all you, possible. Have, have oh, ever... uh, Mount Rushmore? Definitely they did Mount Rushmore. Oh, yeah. America, the, the American people back then, no way they could have figured that out. Too much hydro lo- uh, locks. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the topical poison. We welcome the aliens. We are big alien truthers here. If they want to come join the podcast, they're more than welcome. If you're not an alien person, don't listen to this pod. Yep. So we will jump right into the slate. We have a, a great slate this week. I love the Friday. We get some decent action Friday and then a full slate Saturday. We'll get right into the SEC picks before we bounce around and give some other locks across the college football slate. So first up, Saturday morning, 11 o'clock on ESPN, Kentucky traveling to the Swamp in Florida. Florida is a 23-point favorite over under of 60.5. Poen, what's your thought on this? Yeah, give me Florida here, minus 23. Dan Mullen's going to, what I saw last week, he's going to try and run the score up on everyone to try and get Kyle Trask a Heisman, try and backdoor his way in to the college football playoffs. Well, technically, you just beat Bama to get in, but I think he's trying to do whatever he can to make sure a Heisman happens. And I think Kentucky's kind of, they're not rolled over, but they're just not as good as we thought they were. Yeah, they, they, I they're, saw some stats where they like, if you take out the Ole Miss and the Vandy games, their offensive numbers are just putrid. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're able, ever able to take that step from last year in the offensive category, and I think they just kind of stalled out everywhere. So yeah. give me Florida here. Yeah, I, I, I'm also on Florida minus twenty three here. Kyle Pitts, the Florida tight end, that's going to go first round. He will be back this week. We get the Kyle the Kyle connection. They kind of slept walked their way through the Vandy game last week. I think they'll be back this week. Guns a blazing. Kyle Trask. 
Currently, the odds on favorite to win the Heisman, Dan Mullen would love nothing more than to pile up some stats to keep him there. So I like Florida laying 23 here at home to lead off the day. Next game up on the slate, we have Missouri at home against Vanderbilt. Vandy got Fetty whopped by Florida last week, 17-38. This line just came out because this game got reshuffled. I'm seeing Vandy as a 15-point road dog with an over-under of 51.5. So this line just came out, Pullman. Do you have a thought on it yet? I'm going to take Vandy plus 15 and a half. I like the new quarterback. I can't remember his name. True freshman. He's coming. Seals. Really, really, honestly done a 180 with that offense. Yeah. It, it was abysmal. It was hard to watch. Now they're kind of a little frisky. Um, and that's how we were saying about them taking them over Tennessee. And they still have some good weapons. I like Vandy here. This might be something we talk about later with a money line pick on this game I, as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's it's like you said, this game just came out. It just out. came out this it's, morning. Honestly, we were talking about it last night. We were saying, seeing a fake line, seeing Vandy minus one, and we were like, that seems 14 points off. Yeah. So I'm glad this is more in the range of what we were thinking. Um, and also, you got to remember, Vandy really plays Missouri tough mm-hmm. every year. I don't know if it's because Vandy hates Missouri more than everyone else in the SEC, because it's like the most similar student body yeah. to theirs. They look across and they see the black and gold and they like think it's their practice squad. They, and so they just like... They see black and gold and kids from the Midwest and Northeast. And they're like, <laughs> those assholes, that's that's our gimmick Spider-Man, in the SEC. Spider-Man meme, just looking yeah, back and forth It's just like kids who got into Missouri are the kids who didn't get into Vandy. So I'm, yes. I'm taking Vandy here. I also like Vandy. I, I will jump on the Pullman Profiteer Moneyline sprinkle if it does occur. Because I had that in the back of my mind when I saw this come out. I could see that quarterback for Vandy, you know, keeping them in the game late and... And who knows what happens in the fourth quarter. But I also I like Vandy plus 14 and a half, plus 15, whatever it is. I also like the over 51 here. Vandy's quarterback's been slinging it all over the yard. He's been past, slinging the pill. He has, he has. And Vandy's defense kind of stinks. So 51 is a very low total here. I know it's early in the morning. Missouri's gone under four games in a row. But I like the over here, considering Vandy has some life on offense and their defense is pretty abysmal. So I like Vandy catching the points and the over. Pullman, do you want to take us into our next game? Auburn at Alabama, 2.30, the classic game, Iron Bowl. We have an over-under here of 62.5. Bama is a 24.5 point favorite I'm seeing here. I believe I got them at 25, kind of bouncing around that range. Yep. Bagman, what do you like him? I'm taking the Tigers here, catching 24.5. This is the Iron Bowl, folks. I know Bama's been the best team in the country all year, but Gus has won three of eight Iron Bowls outright. It's always closer than you think. These teams know each other very well. Gus knows that if he can play Bama close, it'll keep his job safe for another year or two. So this is a huge game for them. It's always closer than people think. Give me the Tigers, plus 24.5. Three touchdowns is far too many points here. I like Auburn. Yeah, I think Gus has already saved his job this year by taking care of everyone. Yeah, I do too, but it just you know, it's just a little icing on the cake, a little cherry but, on top. Um, I'm taking Bama. This is the first time I've ever seen Nick Saban just go scorched earth yeah. to everyone. Just like, I'm going to put up as many points as I can. I'm going to show I'm better than you. And that's what he's been doing all this year, less the Ole Miss game, really. I, I honestly think Bama's going to roll up roll in this game like 35 points or so I Auburn has not impressed me one bit with their offense less the LSU game but I I don't know what to take from that LSU Auburn game except LSU I thought was dead you're right he does keep it close but because Auburn won last year I think there's a real chance that uh, Alabama just tries to go scorch earth General Sherman here burned down Auburn. Yep. I'm taking Bama. Bama's always a big point spread, and they've covered four games, the all four games since they played Ole Miss. So 
you know, it's tough, but I think I think Auburn will be able the team to keep it close. The Iron Bowl always close. Give me the underdog and let me ride with a plus twenty four and a half. That's just a ton of points. So we'll get right into the next one here. Most important game, some would say. Some would say Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl. Mike Leach traveling to Oxford to take on the Lane Train. Lane and the Almost Rebels are minus nine and a half with an over under of sixty eight and a half. Pullman. I know where you're going with this. Where, where's my cowbell at? No. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking the Rebs here. Um, what State did last week against Georgia was admirable, but I don't think they're good. Yeah. Um, they moved the ball well because Georgia just decided, hey, we're going to give you the middle of the field. We're going to give you between the 20s, but you're not going to be able to punch it in. Um, State really wasn't able to do that. Um, State really tested Georgia with the blitzes, but – if they try that against Ole Miss, they're going to get eaten alive by Elijah Moore, uh, Kenny Yaboa. I, I just don't know how State really defends Ole Miss this whole game. I don't know how Ole Miss defends State really either. It's a, I think State's just going to naturally get in some third and longs because they're going to miss some completions. The over will be a great play here, but I really just like the Rebels because I think they're going to take this game, run away with it, and hide in the 21-point range. Yep, I'm, I'm right there with you. I also am on the over as well. Lane scored 59 points last time he had a bye when he was coming off a bye against South Carolina. I don't really think – I know this Mississippi State defense is probably a little bit better than that. I still think he gets close to 50. And so we just need State to get around 21 points, which I think they can easily do against this Ole Miss defense. So give me the over 68, and I'll also lay him here with the Rebs minus 9.5. Again, Lane coming off a bye. Mike Leach and the Bulldogs of Mississippi State coming off of Bulldogs of Georgia. That's a that's a, a little Michael Vick situation right there. So <laughs> yeah. he's, they're, they're a little worn down. In, and in and the, they only have, what, 47 scholarship players available. Yeah. I mean, it is. In the state of Georgia and a dog versus dog fight, Michael Vick was in attendance even though there was limited capacity. Well, those are usually in Virginia, but well, it's, that's hearsay. <laughs> yeah, so that's neither here nor there. But, yes, Mississippi State's a little beat up. That was a tough game last week on the road. So, how were, Did you think for a half second there at the beginning I was about I was about to start ringing a cowbell and just pull it out from my back pocket? Uh, no, because I know you don't own a cowbell or have any access to a cowbell. I would have I would have heard it clinking around already in the you, podcast You could have smelted out. Yeah, I would have sniffed that out from a mile away. So the Rebs, I think they are going to – Pile a bunch of points. Lanes, Lanes will looking to build some recruiting momentum, build some momentum into the offseason. He's looking to flip a lot of state recruits, yeah, too, oh right yeah. here. So beating well, the hell out of them. Well, not a lot, just like the, the best two or three. I think the best four at this point. <laughs> yeah, he's going after him though, for sure. So I think he takes care and of business. The, and the best athlete in the city of Startville right yes. now. So he's he's got a lot riding on this game to show up. So And I, Elijah Moore, after the dog piss incident last year, I feel like he's going to try to go for like, 3,000 yards. Like, he's going to he's gonna pile up whatever Also, he can. Matt Corral might just fight every state alum after this game because he yeah. has been chirping before this game. He might be chirping before, during, and after. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if after the Egg Bowl, he, he took the trophy itself, melted it down, and just, like, made body armor out of it. <laughs> yeah. He just, like, fuck you. No, this is mine did, now. Did you see that Mississippi State account that uh, – tweeted out the video of him like fighting the state players a couple years ago last time it was in Oxford just saying like Matt Corral sucks and he retweeted it he just not even liked it he just straight up retweeted it like yeah let's fucking go are, I'm are ready. we are we sure Matt Corral's not from Chino no he's definitely from Chino he's from California he's anywhere outside of LA is basically Chino okay anywhere in between LA if you're and, not from San Diego yes. Newport Beach L, like a LA, LA, like Westwood, like something established, you are from Chino. North of LA until you get to San Francisco is Chino. What's the difference between someone from Chino and Fresno, though? Nothing, nothing. More, more, more tan if they're 
from Chino. Yes, and more lizard tattoos if they're from Fresno. Oh, God, that's great. I love it. <laughs> so that's it. And maybe a warrant in the state of Arizona. It's going to be, I think there are going to be a lot of eyes on that Ole Miss uh, Mississippi State game. I know I know the Iron Bowl is also at 230, but that, that Egg Bowl's got some serious That injury. Iron Bowl, I'm telling you, is going to get away. And I think, I think we're going to have a lot of eyes flip over to the Egg Bowl. Here. I agree. So let's get into some of our night games here in the SEC. We got LSU traveling to AM. AM, those cowards were scared to play the Rebs last week because they knew what was coming. Kellen Mond finally out of quarantine. They are 14 and a half point favorite over the Tigers, over-under of 63. Pullman, do you trust Jimbo Fisher and Kellen Mond? <laughs> no, but I took them. <laughs> uh, that shows my roar endorsement. No, I just think LSU is god-awful. Arkansas almost took, like, playing with the 12th man and beat LSU last week. A&M's going to play with one 12th man mm-hmm. and try and beat the hell out of LSU. You're telling me they still don't remember last year because Joe Burrow was chirping a lot last year for that A&M-LSU game. Mm-hmm. I know he's not there anymore. This is kind of a brewing rivalry from, yeah. what would we say, 18? Well, the seven overtime games from two years ago. 2018, they, yeah. yeah the, the seven overtime that was just insane. We can mark that down as one of the most Tito's water limes ever drank yeah, by at, me that the, night. at but, the outdoor uh, of the library. Uh, I really like A&M here because... LSU just doesn't know how to defend Mond. Apparently, they're the only school in the country that can't. They like all he can do is run the ball and throw slants. And for some reason, LSU's like, "Yep, you know, no, no spy, no, no cover three on the inside, no, no man press. Go ahead, run your slants, run." So, give me day and M. I just don't think LSU's going to scheme up correctly for this game. Uh, so I'm on the under 63 here. I think I was going to take LSU because 14 and a half is a lot of points in kind of a rivalry game like this, but I don't know. I could see A&M maybe trying to pile it up late if they get the chance to try to sneak in the back door of the college football playoff if they get, like, you know, a couple losses in front of them. So, but I do like the under 63 here. A&M's got a good defense, and they've had a couple weeks to prepare for LSU, so I think LSU's going to have trouble moving the ball with the freshman quarterback. Also, Derek Stingley is back for LSU. He was out the second half of the Arkansas game. He's healthy now. The best player, the best defensive player in the country. I think he'll take away the best receiver for AM. And I don't know. I just I don't trust Kellen Mond. I still I know he's been good this year, but I just I don't know. Some of the, I know you just talked up how LSU can't defend him. I don't know. That was a seven overtime game. It wasn't that high scoring before it got into seven overtimes. I like the under of sixty three here. You know, I could see this being twenty seven twenty four. 27-14 final. I don't know. I, I, think it goes I love under how you just looked me dead in the eyes and told me the highest scoring college football game of all time wasn't that high scoring. It went to seven overtimes. Of course it's going to be high scoring. It wasn't I, high scoring I think before it, I, they I got... Think it, I think it went to overtime is either 28-28 or 35-35. So we'll call it an average game. That's, you know? that's an under. That's an under of, of basically... 28-28 is an under of what I'm looking at. But I don't know. Either way, I think both these teams are pretty evenly matched. I think it's going to be an under here of 63. Getting into our second night game in the SEC, Georgia traveling to South Carolina. South Carolina, a home dog of 21.5, over under of 49. That is a low total. Pullman, what do you got? I, I don't know what the saying is or anything, but play Sandstorm. Play Sandstorm. We're taking South Carolina with the points, 21, and, and, plus Moneyline, 800. Oh, baby. That is juicy. Mike Bobo is going to come in and win this game. Mike Bobo revenge game. If you don't, Mike Bobo is a terrible coach. Don't, don't let me tell you that he's not. What I am here to tell you is Mike Bobo is probably the greatest, or second greatest quarterback in Georgia history. Probably the winningest, because I think he's more winning than Stafford. 
I think he was there during the 80s when they won, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Bobo is going to sell his soul to the devil to win this yes, game. Yes, yes. After Kirby ran him out of town when he was the OC back in the day, he's been waiting for this opportunity for a while, and now he's the head interim head coach. They, got, they lost to Missouri last week. But I think he probably wasn't even preparing for Missouri. I think he was already looking ahead to South Carolina because he's like, who gives a shit if I lose to Missouri? Like, if I can look ahead to Georgia, I mean Georgia, if he can look ahead to Georgia and keep it close and maybe beat them, that's all I want out of the season. I know I'm not getting a head coaching job. I know I'm not going to be retained by the next staff. So I'm just going to go out with guns a-blazing. Mike Bobo's coaching career is probably over after this stop. Maybe one more um, lower quarterback level. job. Yeah. But uh, he's kind of burned all of his edges. He's an old-school guy. But – I. And honestly, South Carolina has not rolled over, no. which shows me a lot. They're, they're, it's like a lot like Arkansas right now, except they're really rallying to their um, interim head coach. Um, but yeah, well, also main reason here, Georgia. What I like in these money line games is an overvalued team with the money line. Georgia is not good. What I've seen all year, I'm starting. I I can't believe it took me this long in the season. Georgia is not a good college football. Yeah, team. how they're ranked ninth by the college football that, playoffs that's, is insane. Honestly, I usually cringe at what Danny Cannell says about SEC teams being overrated. He's spot on with this one. Georgia is not good at all. I mean, they're a lot better JT Daniels now, but what they've shown all year was just gross. Their defense is not as good as they thought. Their offense really becomes anemic at times. Yep. I, give me South Carolina here. Take the points. Let's get rich. Yep, yep. I'm on the same thing here. I'm going to do the plus 21. I'll I'll, I'll do it with you too, Pullman. You're the money line king, but I can see Mike Bobo pulling this one off. I'm definitely taking the plus 21, though. That is my pick for this game. So we'll get right into some of our out-of-conference games. Pullman, do you have one for us? Yeah, early game. Quick one on this. Liberty minus 37.5 against uh, UMass. UMass is the worst college football team in Division One. Yeah, they should be relegated. Their, their whole university should just be, like, honestly mm-hmm. kicked off. With that Friday game as well, I, I'm handing there. Don't know. I haven't been watching too much Big 12. Yep. Uh, give me Iowa State, though. Yep. Texas is not not good. I, Iowa I, State looked damn good last week. Yeah, and they're, they're, they had the best running back in college football. Yep. So j- Texas cannot stop the run. So give, give me that. Is uh, that all yours for Friday? Uh, that is all mine for Friday. I'll go right into my Fridays. I am on the over in the Iowa State-Texas game. I'm the over-under Kings. I'm doing a bunch of over-unders here on this Friday over in, over 56 and a half, Iowa State, Texas. Iowa State can score the lights out. Texas's defense is not great, and Texas has a pretty good offense. I know Iowa State gave up a goose egg to Kansas State last week, but Texas coming off a bye, I think they'll be able to score. 56 and a half is far too few. Give me the over there. Also, the over in the Notre Dame-UNC game. Kind of the same thing here. UNC can light it up on offense. Longo, Chase Space, Sam Howell, good quarterback, can throw it. Notre Dame's defense is good, but I think they'll be able to score enough, and UNC's defense is absolutely trash. I think Notre Dame gets to 45 here. UNC gets to 25. I like that over. That is the... Hey, I, I uh, right, bef- right before you hop into your next game, um, I have one more Friday pick I forgot about. We're taking a money line here just because it kind of fits the category. UNLV plus 500 against uh, Wyoming at home. Uh, is UNLV at home or is Wyoming at home? UNLV is at home. It's not in Laramie. I, that, not we, we know the rule. We don't bet. We don't bet against Wyoming at home. This game is in the Thunderdome, though, in Las Vegas at um, the House Gruden built. The reason I like this is Wyoming's overperformed comparison to the results. Okay. UNLV is underperformed. Okay. Kind of like zero and three, three and zero, but have played some really close games. Yeah. And I think playing in Las Vegas on a Friday. Really just kind of means the other team, they might dabble a little over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, the Vegas Thursday flu. Night. The Vegas so, flu. 
So give give me UNLV there. I like that. I like that. My last one on Friday is Stanford Cal under 52 and a half. Both these teams are terrible. Cal only mustered up 10 points against UCLA. Stanford hadn't been able to score the ball all year. These two offenses are just throw up in my mouth, and their defenses are pretty solid. Just, you know, in general, Pac-12, Stanford's got a good D. Cal has always had a good D under their head coach. So I like the under 52 there. That is my last game for Friday. Pullman, do you have any Saturday specials? Uh, My last pick on my card is the uh, Indiana game. Indiana minus 11 and and a half. Yep, 11 and a half. Yeah, uh, give me IU there. Um, I'm just going to keep picking them until they don't cover. I mean, they've covered, I think, every single game this year. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good bet. My only, only, like, hesitation there is coming off a big game where they had a storming comeback – Laid it all on the line, gave everything they had against Ohio State. I could see them being a little bit down this week. It's going to be hard for Tom Allen hey. to get his guys up as much. But Tom, if anyone, can, if do anyone it, can do it, Tom Allen will get his guys up. So Maryland coming off a bye, too. They're a little rested. They've had a little extra time. So I don't know. That's a it's a bad matchup there. But 11.5 isn't a ton of points against a Maryland defense. It's pretty. Uh, I like the. I might like the over in that game because Maryland's defense kind of stinks and Indiana can score it. So I like that. I'll, I'll, I'll put that in the tickler file. I'll give you fire off my last two. On Saturday, outside the SEC, I like Texas State plus 17 against Coastal Carolina. Now, I know what you're thinking. The Chanticleers, they're ranked. They're 8-0. Is this the, game in San Marcos? It's in San Marcos. And Coastal Carolina, their next opponent is Liberty. So they got Liberty on the track next week. That's a much bigger game than going to Texas State, a 2-9 and nine Texas State They team. got Liberty on the track. Is that like a rap album before a country gets... Uh, let go from a oppressive regime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think they're going to be in a little bit of a look-ahead spot. Give me Texas State catching 17. Texas State can score it, so if it's a, it might be a backdoor there, but I think that they can cover that 17 with a look-ahead spot for the Chanticleers. Also, my last one here, West Virginia. Currently, it's plus 10.5. That's what it opened at. I think that gets even higher t- throughout the weekend, so keep an eye on it. I haven't taken it yet, but I really love West Virginia against Oklahoma here at home. Coming off a bye, Neil Brown's a great head coach. Oklahoma boat raced Oklahoma State last week. So that's the, coming off a big robbery game, I could see them having a little bit of a letdown here. Ten and a half is a lot of points. I think it gets up to 12 or 13. So West Virginia at home, love it there. That is my last game of the week. So, Pullman, any more thoughts? Uh, just closing thoughts if you're done with games. Or yeah. I'm done with games. Bruce Pearl is a habitual cheater. Yes. The fact that he still has a job is insane. Auburn, it's- you have no courage whatsoever. The fact that you're still employing him, none. I I can't respect you as a school. You guys talk about cheating a lot, blah blah blah. We know how much you paid for Cam Newton. Cheaters, get rid of Bruce Pearl. Yep. I mean, he's. It shows that he's that good of a head coach that he like. I mean, he took a team to a Final Four. I mean, he's a hell of a coach. Hell but, of a coach. Hell of a good, good guy too. Just I know. A cheater. Yeah. Just a cheater. I mean, which I can kind of. I can respect. respect, but if you habitually cheat and yeah. habitually get caught, you can't coach. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's. It's one of those. He's things a where habitual like, line stepper. Everyone in college basketball cheats. Like it's it's even worse than football. I'm pretty sure it's just not covered as much. But he goes so far over the line where I'm like, dude, you're a good coach. You don't really need to go this far over the line. Like just get your guys and coach them up and and have and you made a Final Four with like a a pretty mediocre roster, not like a Duke roster, or a UNC roster, like. Don't overstep your boundaries so much to where you're going to have to get fired again or another show cause or another NCAA infraction. Like, just chill out for a second, bro. And Will Wade, good good on you. All right, well, in honor of the Vanderbilt-Florida game last week, Fetty's going to send us out. Peace.
Stop!